everybody. Welcome to Curly Girlies Cracking the Kid Code with Atara and Grace. I'm Atara, founder of the Curly Girl Movement, author of the Curly Girly book series, and owner of curlygirly.com, spelled with two E's at the end of curly and two E's at the end of girly. And today, I am so excited to be speaking with J.C. Lambros, very candidly, about her fertility journey as she approaches 40. JC is the co-founder of Jane Do, a female fitness brand and studio that tackles many taboo topics in their quest to continue to grow their community of empowered women making informed decisions. JC is a woman of many varied interests and talents. She's a dancer and a fitness guru. And if you have ever been to New York City, you may have seen JC on the stage as she danced with the Rockettes for nine years. JC has also been featured on Dancing with the Stars and appeared in the movie Enchanted. Welcome, JC. We're so happy to have you on our show today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, it's exciting to talk to you because I want to jump right in and talk about your fertility journey. Um, and thank you so much for being candid about this subject. I know that this is not easy to get so personal with um, strangers, but I really appreciate it because this is a topic that so many women struggle with. Um, and they don't really talk about it, right? It's not a topic that, that's really talked about so much. Um, so having somebody out there um, telling us about their journey is going to be so meaningful. But before we do that, can we just get a little bit of background on who you are and what you've been doing? I know you have such a rich and interesting career life. So tell us a little about that. Yeah. So I have spent the last five years fusing my passion for fitness and dance with the development of the brand Jane Do. So right now we're five brick and mortar studios. We are about to launch digital, hopefully today or tomorrow. But everything that's going on in the universe right now, it keeps getting pushed back. But fingers nice. crossed, we will be exposing our digital platform very soon. So I've spent the last five years focused on business rather than, you know, pursuing a family, you know, something of the likeness. I've been in, you know, a healthy relationship. I'm newly engaged to an amazing man, but I've always prioritized work instead of family. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and like you said, I, I did the Radio City Rockettes for almost 10 years. And that was an incredible experience. It helped me learn the value of women coming together to do incredible things. Wow. So that's really helped define the essence of the Jane Dew brand. Well, it's really nice, like I said, to have you talk about this. So let's jump right in. I, I want to really understand a lot of women wake up when they feel it's a little too late, right? So tell us, when did you say, okay, I am freezing my eggs? Like, can we say, uh, put an age to that and then tell us how that happened? Yeah, I said it five years ago. I said it at 34 wow. when my business partner chose to freeze her eggs. But at that point, I was in a pretty toxic relationship. I wasn't thinking about family. I knew the value of it, but I also didn't believe that, you know, our internal aging was a real thing. Right. I think, you know, I, I own gyms. I've been a dancer my whole life. I'm so healthy. I got my period when I was like 18. I've got plenty of time, <laughs> right. you know, but I've been proven wrong. Um, you know, age is a real thing when it comes to our, you know, eggs, health right. and integrity of our girl parts. <laughs> right, right. And I, I, guess, yeah. I guess what's interesting is that women, you know, they always say, you know, youth is wasted on the young, right? And I think it's the same thing when you're thinking about freezing your eggs. It's like you, 
you just said it. You think you have endless amount of time because you feel so good and you look so good. And we're in a world now where, you know, really 35 looks amazing and 45 looks amazing and 50 looks amazing, right? (laughs) But that doesn't Uh mean that your internal parts are working at their optimum. The importance of me sharing my message with our Jane Do community was just that because I wish I was educated on this in my late 20s. You know, when you're in your 20s, you can't necessarily afford it, right? But the primal age would be from like 30 to 35 when hopefully you're on your feet, you can prioritize that, put your eggs in the freezer, own your future, think about it later. But that was never introduced to, to me or any of the women that I've spoken to who are my age. So it's so important to talk about it, get the information out there so that people can make informed decisions and plan ahead, save. So true. Yeah, because, you know, I do have friends who are waking up, you know, being 40 and their doctors are saying, do it this second. And they're still saying, oh, really? I think I have some more time. I still haven't met somebody. So what do you say to women who, who are thinking along those lines? You know, I haven't met the right person yet. So I don't know. I still have plenty of time. I would say to them, do not wait. There isn't time. And that was a harsh reality for me to to realize. And actually, my business partner, who had already gone through it um, three years prior, mm-hmm. so she did it when she was 34. Wow. And she retrieved, call it, 12 eggs. Okay. And then I'm 39. I retrieved five eggs. Oh, wow. It's a real thing. Like I watched and she watched and she was very emotional during the process as well because for her, she also feels that time is ticking. You know, if she wants to try and have a child naturally, although she has eggs in the freezer, it's not a guarantee once you do it, which is also an important piece of information for all women to know. But just because your eggs are frozen doesn't mean that they are going to uh, lead to a healthy pregnancy. That's true. Um, I, I actually had a friend say that to me. Well, you know, I don't need to do this because any of my friends who have done it, it hasn't resulted in a pregnancy anyway. So what do you say to that? I, I don't, I wonder, you know, what the statistics or, or are there statistics on? Yeah, on there are. Yeah. So tell us about that. And now don't quote me on this. This is information I've learned from my yes. experience with kind body. But <laughs> no medical quoting, so. just, just our experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Fact check everybody. Right. Um, I believe statistics are that if for every 10 eggs, you re- if you were to retrieve 10 eggs, you have a 40% chance of that, those eggs leading, one of those eggs developing into a healthy pregnancy. If you have 20 eggs, the percentage is about 60. So I, I retrieve five, like I said, they've encouraged me to do two or three more rounds. Now, emotionally, it's extremely taxing, and I'm sure we'll go into this discussion. But the idea of even doing it again is really daunting to me. Right. And, and can you explain why? What is the process? Like, so to walk us through it, you go to your doctor. He says, okay, we're going to do this. You make a decision. Okay, we're going to retrieve eggs. Tell us how that process actually works on a day-to-day basis. And is it a month long? Is it several months? How does it work? Yeah, sure. So it's so funny. I always thought I knew where babies came from, and I've learned so right? much in this <laughs> freaking process. So it starts off with an assessment. And what they test at your assessment is your AMH level, which is a hormone level, and they test the number of follicles that you have with an internal ultrasound. So the follicles give a good gauge of how many um, eggs you can sort of anticipate because the follicles host the egg, which I didn't know. Right. You know, I've had three I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot to learn, right? (laughs) Yeah. So upon that first assessment, they can advise you based on your age, based on your AMH level, and based on the number of follicles, how many eggs you can um, 
anticipate retrieving. It's not always spot on, but I'll tell you what, they told me I could retrieve between three and six and I got five. And you were there. Uh-huh. So, interesting. So, yeah, it was pretty accurate. I was like, no way, I'm going to get 15. It's also interesting because it's funny for your ego as well because you just like always think you're going to of course something great amazing right (laughs) anyway (laughs) right i'm gonna be at the super high end of that and surpass the number yeah obviously (laughs) (laughs) so going back to the the process once you have your initial assessment and they think you know they clear you to move forward in the process they then have you wait until you have the first heavy flow day of your period you know, we're very unique. All of us have a different, um, right. you know, period cycle. So right. I went when I started spotting my first couple of days and they said, you know, come back. It needs to be, you know, full-fledged. So once it was full-fledged, they do another internal ultrasound, gaze around, test your hormone levels and make sure it's time to start. I should rewind one day. After they test your hormone levels, they have you order your medicine. And the medicine is a major component. It's super overwhelming, but it's also very expensive. And you start with two shots, or I started with two shots a day. You take Menifure. Can I just ask a question? What when you say medicine? Like I always think, like you're sick, you get medicine. What kind of medicine is this? What is it exactly? Hormones. I believe it's hormones. So you take Menifure and Folistem are the first two that you typically start with, or some sort, or something of the likeness. Okay. So they're trying to make you as fertile as possible. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think the idea is to produce as many follicles as possible because they want you to, um, they're trying to get, claim as many eggs as they can. They're also, it reaches a point where they try to stop you from ovulating because they want to keep all those eggs from ovulating so that they can retrieve them. Ah, So what happens is your follicles throughout the process, as you're taking the Menipure, as you're taking the Folistem to stimulate the follicles, they're growing. And they're multiplying. I mean, mine actually went down in numbers, and we can talk about that after. But typically, I believe that as you take your shots on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. um, which you have to administer into your abdomen, which is not fun because your natural reaction is not to prick yourself with anything. Of course. (laughs) You do up to two shots a day. And what they're watching um, is for the growth of your follicles. Okay. Because once your follicles reach, I believe it's 18 to um, 20 millimeters, okay. then they start, you know, determining when your trigger shot timing will be. And we can talk okay. about trigger shot as well. Wow. It's very daunting, yeah, this but is it's like actually a whole, the easiest part of the whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole new language that you're... Or, it's a whole new language. Learning. I mean, I, I've definitely yeah. learned so much and I'm sure it sounds like it's very confusing to even hear me talk about it, even yes. trying to relay the information, even though I just went through it, it's a little challenging, but you do up to two to three shots a day for... Wow. I did my shots for two weeks. Okay. And you you have to um, every couple of days you go back into your the um, doctor's office for an internal ultrasound so that they can again gauge the growth of the follicles wow. because once your follicles reach that certain point when they're ready to ovulate, they have to stop this, the ovulation. Okay. So that they can retrieve the eggs. Wow. Yeah. So as you're getting more follicles over time throughout these hormone shots, they're not all growing at the same pace. So the third shot is incorporated to stop you from ovulating the eggs that uh, the follicles that have already grown to size Okay. so that the other follicles can catch up. And then once all your follicles reach, I think it's 22 to 24 centi- uh, millimeters, not centimeters. Um, that's the point at which you take your trigger shot and they go in for the retrieval. Now, is the retrieval mm-hmm. itself painful or are you awake during this process? No, they knock you out. Okay. Thankfully, I had a 
Because then you're actually out, so you don't even know. It's really, it's really the other part no, that's more difficult. You're out. It's five minutes. You wake up and you have the information. So I don't know if that's standard procedure, but as soon as I woke up from the retrieval, they told me exactly how many eggs they had retrieved, how many healthy eggs they had retrieved. Oh wow! Instantaneous. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really great, and um, you know, I was I was nervous, but. After going through the process for the two weeks, you're just ready to like yeah. get these hormones out, out of my body. Because yeah. what is the hormones, what are they doing to you, right? It's progressively more intense because as you go through the process of administering the shots, you're putting more and more hormones in your body and you're actually watching the levels because your blood work is being taken every couple of days and they're disclosing the blood levels to you or the hormone levels to you so you can rationalize your behavior because you're actually, you can see Wow. The numbers escalate. So like multiply it a period times 10. Wow. There was one that I, I love to cook. I pulled this like roasted chicken out of the oven. And I started crying and it's like, are you okay? I'm like, it's perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> right. You really, you really times, you period times 10. That's well said. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So once you have gotten those five eggs, what happens thereafter? They just freeze so, them literally? Yeah, they freeze them. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't really know where they went. I saw so much paperwork. <laughs> right. <laughs> my business partner's sister asked if they were in, my, which is really funny. I'm like, if they were where? You, you cut out for a minute. In my freezer. Yeah, right. Are they actually living there? You're like, no, I don't trust my freezer. I'll clean them out by mistake no. one day. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. No, but they're, they, but they're in a they freezer some, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and you pay monthly rent. Well, oh, annual dude, rent. I can't really? remember which I chose, but yeah, you, but pay, you pay for, for the storage as long as you have them. Wow. <laughs> and then what does your doctor like encourage you to do? Does he say use them as soon as possible or now do you feel like you've bought yourself a lot of time or just a certain amount of time? No, it's so funny. I don't feel like I've bought myself any time. I feel like it was a very humbling experience. It made me realize just how much time is of the essence. And if I do want a family that I really need to start thinking about it now. Sooner, sooner <laughs> I need rather to plan than later. To, you know, yeah, or come up with an alternative option. I'm not opposed to adopting, you know. Right. But the reality is those five eggs are not giving me any sense of security. But my takeaway is that I was able to share my knowledge with, you know, a community of women who should know about it so they can take control in advance. So you I, know, think, I wish I, think, I did it yeah. when I was 30, 35. I think that's the key is that you just said the right word. It's like taking control back, but then also at the same time realizing that we don't have control because here you are going through this expensive, right? Procedure, emotionally um, taxing procedure um, with the hope that you've now taken control of your fertility. And in the end, you realize I've maybe taken a tiny bit of control, but at the end of the day, I still don't have control. I think that's right. such a and, great life lesson, right? Yeah. And, and look, I could get pregnant naturally. That, that, that is also right. a possibility. Women are getting pregnant sure. later and later. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a very real thing that our bodies age and we can't control it. You know what else I learned that I didn't realize, and you may know this, but that we can ca- women can carry babies till they're 100. Yes. It's just that we don't have the ability to save the integrity of our eggs. 
Right. So that's so interesting you say that because, you know, you see women and some celebrities, Janet Jackson, right, having babies at 50 and you're thinking like, mm-hmm. well, like, so did they just stay young forever? Like, how did that actually work? Um, and no. I don't know her particular case, but I think it's exactly what you said. You can actually physically carry a child in your body, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was your own egg. So let's distinguish between that, right? There, there are two different things that are possible which is using Absolutely. somebody else's egg and using your own, right? So uh-huh. Right. So that's an important distinction. Um, you know, the other thing that was really great for me, another takeaway from the process is it forced Anthony and, Anthony and I to have very real conversations that we maybe weren't necessarily ready for. Right. And so that was also, um, you know, a healthy takeaway from it. Not that we don't always have healthy conversations or not that we've been... Right, but... avoiding it but we have been putting it on the back burner a little bit right no well i think that's life right like until you're actually confronted with things and i know this you know even with your children you know everyone has different issues you know not doing his homework or whatever it is and you can go on ad infinitum ignoring things (laughs) and that's really the truth life gets very very busy um with work and kids and everything else that goes into it and if you're not focused on problem solving a particular thing it can just be ignored and then it festers and becomes a problem. So I think it's right. that's exactly what you're saying about this, right? That this um, becomes, you know, something that you put on the back burner, but then one day it's a burning desire. And if you haven't done anything about it, it's, it's a frontal issue that's hopefully not too late, but can be too late. So I, I think, is right. that what you're saying, right? Let's focus on this before it becomes an issue. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. You said it perfectly. Okay. Um, you know, I um, have three children of my own, so I don't know so much about this, but I, like I said, I think it's such an important topic. Um, I do have single friends and I think, you know, as you approach, um, you're saying even earlier than 40 and I absolutely agree with you. And I just think that people don't focus on it um, before, before, you know, late thirties at the best. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that there's um there, there's a lot of new things coming out. I just heard a friend of mine told me about something. I wonder if you're familiar. It's called PRP for ovarian rejuvenation. Do, have you heard of that? No, I haven't heard about it. So I don't know, again, so much about it, but I think it's like um, just a natural option of, way, of rejuvenating your, your ovaries um, that also involves egg retrieval. But for women who maybe have, are saying, oh, you know, my period is, you know, really not what it used to be because as you get older, it changes, right? It changes all the right. time, right? So I think that they can somehow use um, your own um, rich plasma um, and infuse your ovaries with uh, your own stem cells. Again, don't quote me on this, but it is called PRP for anyone interested in just you know Googling and then finding a doctor who does that. I don't think there's a ton of them, but I think that's just also a new possible avenue and option. So um, important to know. But I, I think this is just something that I encourage all women. You know, I always say to my friends who say, oh, I haven't found the right person. I say, well, you know, you don't need to be, quote, punished twice, right? So you feel like you're depressed, you haven't found the right guy, uh, and now you're going to say, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to be double miserable and I'm not going to ha- let myself have a child. And I think that that's so the wrong attitude, you know, because a child adds such richness to your life that's unanticipated until you have it. Like you, you can't even imagine the amount of love that you will have for this other being until you have them. So I think, you know, 
put that guy and finding that guy on the back burner and you're, you're, you haven't done anything wrong. Maybe he'll come, maybe he won't. But if this is anything that you've ever even thought about, then do it. I agree. Information is power. Take control Own your future. Only you have the ability to do that. Right. Right. And don't, and don't feel sorry for yourself. Like, Oh, I haven't met him. So, you know, now I don't get to have kids. You know, I know it's hard to do it alone. It's even if you have the financial means, which a lot of people don't even emotionally, right. It's hard to, to be a parent without a spouse to bounce things off of, but you know, it's, it can be done and women are doing it. And they say that as difficult as it is, um, not, you know, it's still some, such a rich experience. So, so don't deprive yourself of that. And I just, I thank you for just giving us this opportunity to talk about it so openly, right? Because have you found in this journey that people don't talk about this so openly? Yes. And I mean, our clients have been coming out of the woodwork to discuss it with me because it's, everyone's doing it, but nobody's talking about it. It's so much more common than any of us can even imagine. So let's not make it taboo anymore. Continue the conversation. Keep an open line of communication with your friends and your support system. And expose this knowledge, especially to the younger demographic of women in their late 20s and early 30s. Because if I had known, I would have taken control much earlier. So just um, financially, so that people have a sense, obviously, it's going to be different depending on where you live and which doctor you choose. But roughly, how Mm -hmm. much can you expect to be laying out for for something like this? I would say $8,000 to $12,000. Okay. And that's for one round? That's for one round. For one round. And then what would, what is the idea? I, I guess I wasn't so clear about that, about doing it again. Is it that in each cycle? Yeah, because to- you have a greater, a greater chance of having a successful pregnancy with a greater number of eggs. Like I said, I was told if I were to retrieve 10 eggs, I would have about a 40% chance okay. of okay. it leading to a healthy pregnancy, one healthy pregnancy. So the more eggs you retrieve, the higher your chances of it chances. leading. Okay. And what kind mm-hmm. of advice can you give our audience about choosing a good doctor for this? So. Yeah, so I did a lot of research. I think what's most important is convenience is key because you are going to and from the office a lot. And it's hard enough, you know, have, being pumped with hormones and then to then have it be out of your way to get to, you know, said doctor's office. Right. It just adds stress to the equation. So I saw that with my business partner. He had to travel for hers and it just didn't make the experience what it could be. So at Kind Body, it was just, one train stop, one block uh, from my one of my businesses. So convenience is key. Choose a quality doctor, but choose somebody nearby. That's a w- really great advice. So, um, JC, you're more than just this journey of yours for fertility. So, I wanted to discuss uh, just shortly a little bit about your really cool business that you have, um, Jane. Do I love that name? How did you come up with that? Tell us a little about that. Thank you. So, I wanted. Uh, brand that was built on a purpose. So Jane is every woman and do is her call to action. And we know that it takes beyond physical strength to be the most powerful version of yourself. You have to have financial confidence and sexual confidence. So right now we have five brick and mortar fitness studios, but with our new online digital platform, we are exposing taboo topics. We are introducing a nutritional component where talking with badass babes, much like yourself, um, who are doing incredible things just to share knowledge. Because like I said before, knowledge is power. We all know that. Yes. So our goal is to create the largest community of the most powerful women. 
I love that. How long ago did you start this? We started it five years ago. We're still totally self-funded. So there's no investors. It's just my business partner and I, and we met doing the Rockettes and again, fused our passions and nothing's going to stop us. Amazing. Uh, truly amazing. So tell me about the Rockettes. I, I've always loved the Rockettes. The, the, <laughs> the synchronicity is just amazing. So <laughs> I so us. appreciate you saying that. It's so hard. Nothing will ever be that hard, I swear. Right. We used Just, to do up to six shows, six days a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but you know, For the how beautiful long? thing was, it was, was it like long? weeks? I'm saying like, were you doing it for weeks at a time during like- Oh, uh, months. 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 Wow. So wow. Oh my God. I believe the contract was, and we, we had an annual contract, but the show itself lasted between rehearsals and the run of the show, I think it was four months. Wow. But you rehearse for the first month, eight hours a day. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's incredible when I think back to just how hard we worked. I can't imagine, you know, performing that doing physical. Doing it again. <laughs> right. Physicality component is like so intense. I can't imagine doing it again. But uh, it was, I have so many good memories. You know, the most fun part was always in the dressing room between shows when all, you know, the craziness happens. Yes, yes. <laughs> Those are the most memorable moments. Yeah, well, the, it, Rockettes are just forever. They're amazing. Um, and you were also on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, yeah, I did Dancing with the Stars. I performed on that. It's so funny to think back on my resume. I used to do a lot of like, commercial <laughs> work and things like that. Yeah. Now you're a business <laughs> so owner, funny. but you have like a lot of varied, I guess your background and your love is dance. Is that, am I correct? Yeah. Dance is the foundation of even our fitness methodology. We call it rhythmic cross training. But the idea is that it's musical and it feels good. So even if you're not a dancer and you don't understand why it feels good, it's because it's rhythmic. Right. And it's just, you know, organic. And everyone, even if you're not naturally like super coordinated, I think everyone has dance in them. So I really like the idea of you uh, putting dance and fitness, you know, the marriage of the two of them. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah, we brought back step aerobics. <laughs> we have <laughs> trampolines. <laughs> you know, we offer variety because fitness should be fun and yes. it prevents plateau, you know. Ah, right. Because you're, you're mixing it up. Is that the idea? Correct. Exactly. Ah, very interesting. Very nice. Exactly. Well, JC, tell our audience where they can find you because I'm sure they'll want to. It sounds really cool. Your, your fitness studio. Yes. Please follow us at Jane do. You can download our new app at app.janedo.com. Amazing. And yeah, we, we have so much, we have all the fun. You'll see it. If you follow us, you'll see Amazing. <laughs> we do a and lot you know of parodies. <laughs> I'd love to get a, a quick blog that we'll um, see if we can put on our website for you a little bit about your journey and what you're doing now, because I really think this is important for women to, like you said, be empowered. And, and you know, there is you know, a lot of my audience are moms already, but there is also secondary infertility. And that is a subject that is really not discussed. But I have several friends, you know, who had a first baby pretty easily. And then the second one, um, try, 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 and, and not happening. So I think that this is, um, you know, freezing your eggs would be, would be even important in those instances, right? You have your first baby naturally, but then maybe you're 40 or 43 or whatever it is. And, and this is a nice option for more than one child, if that's the goal that Correct. you're trying to do. So it's important. That's for such everyone. a good point. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for coming on and for being so honest and so forthcoming about your journey. I know it wasn't easy, but I really appreciate it. So it was great chatting with you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Bye for now. All right. Bye-bye.